welcome to another edition of the Tip-Off. I'm Simon, and joining me, as they always do, is Ethan and Chris. How you guys doing today? Great. Tired. Yep, that's a post-work pod, I guess. Yes, yes. Well, after our last week with a lot of predictions coming off the board, we got a pretty uh, nice little group of them that came off the board this week. So let's get into our hit or miss session. And Ethan, congratulations. <laughs> you finally had a couple predictions come off the board. Your inaugural hit or miss session, Ethan. We'll start with you. You said that Jalen Suggs will have at least two 20-point games this season, or in the tournament, I mean. Mm, So close, two points away. Yeah, he did have some pretty good stat lines, though, and some near triple-doubles, and he was looking to do more than just score, which is why I think, and a lot of other people also think, that he will be a good... Good NBA player for a team if you can stay healthy. You also said that you you also said that UCLA will score no more than sixty points against Gonzaga. Surprisingly, that game went to overtime, and I think that most everyone knows what happened after that. Jalen Suggs half court heave, not even a heave, just. A bank shot that went in, giving Gonzaga the win in a way that not everyone was expecting them to win, I guess. I thought 14, 14 and a half point favorites going into the game, one by three in overtime. UCLA really uh, showed out in the tournament. And finally, you said that Baylor would face Gonzaga in the national championship game. And so that we rated as a three-pointer, and so that gives you three points on the season, and you went one for three, and makes you at 33%. So congratulations on your first cut made this season. Nice job, Ethan. Thank you. Uh, Chris, we'll go to you. Next, you said that Gonzaga would score at least 85 points in a win and win by 10 in the national finals. They did not do either of those. That Baylor team, man. They're tough. They, they, they came out hot and never looked back. And so that puts you at 4 for 17 on the season. Your shooting percentage goes from 25 down to 23%. But you still are in the lead with 12 points on the season. Next, we'll go to me. Continue my rough stretch. I said that Gonzaga would go undefeated this season. <sighs> Baylor, Baylor, Baylor. And I also said, I missed this one for last week, but I said that Loyola Chicago would make the final four. <laughs> Sister Jean let me down there. So that puts me at one for 15 on the season, which is 7%. <laughs> And I have two points. Nice. <laughs> yep. I am just having a You are the biggest season. loser. 
not quite. We got. We also had a guest prediction come off the board, and guest predictor Tina predicted that professional sports would have not have hundred percent capacity in the uh, for fans in the next two years. So by July twenty twenty two, the Texas Rangers opening their stadium up to full capacity and had forty thousand plus in the stands for their home. Home opener games this season. Last weekend. Texas is not shy about the coronavirus, that's for sure. So that puts the guest predictors at 0 for 2 on the season, which is 0%, and they have 0 points. Arnov stays pat at 4 for 12 on the season, which is 33%, and he is right behind you, Chris, with 10 points. And Mike is also. Staying at one for two on the season, which is 50%. He leads in that uh, department, and he has two points. Okay. We could almost put Mike in the guest predictor cat category. Yeah, almost. I think we we'll, probably we'll, should. We'll give, it, we'll give it another half season. Okay. Since he was the, uh, one of the founding fathers of this idea, kind of. That was stolen from the real founding fathers of this idea. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get let's get into our write that down predictions for this week. Write that down is uh, where we go around and we each make three predictions each week. And unlike other sports shows, we hold each other accountable to our predictions that we make, and we keep track of each other's shooting percentage and we keep track of scoring the predictions we score the predictions on a one to four level with free throws two pointers three pointers and four point plays being the highest ethan would you like to start us off with this week's write that down absolutely my first prediction for this week is that seven or more players from the championship the NCAA championship game will be drafted in the NBA draft. Hmm. From the, just that game. Actually, scratch that. They will be signed on a team. So, the, all right. This, M- this I was about to ask you yeah, if yeah, undrafted yeah, no. free agents signings yeah. counting. Yeah, no. They will be drafted or signed by a team in the next NBA season. Hmm. I'll just give it a two because seven is a very specific number. He said seven or more. Seven or more. Seven or oh, more. Oh, seven or more. I'll still give it a two. What the heck? So this championship game was the first since 01 to have the top two teams in the finals facing off uh, nationally ranked, which means that there's a lot of players that I think have NBA potential. So I like the two for this rating. I will also uh-huh. give it a two, and you'll get a, uh, and that's a two for that prediction. Chris, would you like to make your first prediction? My my first prediction is, in, in this year's draft, the Packers will make a draft pick, and at least in the next two days after the draft, it will be speculated that Aaron Rodgers is angry about the draft pick. <laughs> two days. How, how do we how do we define it? Will be speculated. Just you find some form of yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it, it'll be on Twitter or on ESPN. How's that? 
Or, or, sure. or are you going to go tweet with your alt account? That... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, by, by a nationally recognized source. Like, okay. Uh, okay. Or, or, or in the Star Tribune. So within two days, you said? Within the two days after, yeah. So the day of the draft, but then you got two more days, yeah. Well, this is a one for me. It's hard to please Aaron Rodgers, I feel like. And knowing the Packers, they'll probably do something that is against what he wants. Yeah, I'll give it. A, I'll give it a two. I feel like it's pretty, pretty specific. Even though, yes, Aaron Rodgers is a kind of a diva, as we've discussed. <laughs> that he is. So that is a one point five awaiting Arnov's uh, rating on that prediction. And speaking of Arnov, we will go to him for his first prediction. He said that. LaMelo Ball will return for the NBA playoffs and the Hornets will win their first round matchup. Does not count the play-in game as a first round matchup. They will make the first round and win, so they will advance to the second round at least. And, and LaMelo Ball has to return. Correct. Well, I will give this a three just because I don't think they'll win the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, I'll give it a three. Yeah, I like the three as the uh, rating for this prediction. I think Lamelo should be back by the playoffs, so I don't think that part of the prediction is going to be wrong. But the Hornets might have a tough battle, whether it's uh, Philly or the Bucks or even the Celtics being one of those bottom teams. I feel like or middle middle of the pack team. But that's a three for that prediction. For my first prediction, write this down. At least three quarterbacks will be drafted in the first, in the top five of the NFL draft. Three of the top five picks will be quarterbacks. Okay. I just say the way the draft has been going. Two. Um, boy, I'm going to have to yeah, give that it's a just one. lots of quarterbacks early all the time. Yeah. I'll give it a two. Well, yeah. I mean, it, I don't know, I'm just saying. it's almost a one because I don't know if this have any clue. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a 1.5 waiting Arnov's uh, rating. We'll go back to you, Ethan, for your second prediction. All right. For my second prediction, I, I predict Baker Mayfield will be an all star in this next MB NFL season. So an all pro. He'll make the he'll pro make, bowl. Yeah, he'll make the or a pro bowl. Yeah, a pro bowl. A pro bowl. All star pro bowl or whatever. Yeah. There's a big difference in the NFL between a pro bowler and an all pro. He's but you're saying he'll be in the pro bowl. He'll be in the pro bowl. Yeah. That's close. It's like all NBA and all star, right? That's the, like essentially the difference. So what you're saying is yeah. the Browns will not be in the Super Bowl again. The Browns will not be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, basically. he will make the Pro Bowl. <laughs> this is a and, one and for he'll me. Like, and he'll accept the offer to go to the Pro Bowl. All right, are you saying that he'll be named a Pro Bowler, or that he'll play in it? Does he have to play in it, or he'll he'll uh, he'll be named Pro Bowl? So he can decline the offer, but still make make this prediction correct. Yes, it's a one for me. I think that anyone can make the Pro Bowler. I mean, Pro Bowl. 
literally Xavier just literally Xavier <laughs> Rhodes was Xavier Rhodes was rated the worst cornerback in the league a couple years ago, and he made the Pro Bowl. So I don't think it's that hard. <laughs> well, especially for quarterbacks, because everyone turns them down until they. Kirk Cousins made the Pro Bowl as the quarterback. Kirk Cousins fumbled in the Pro for Bowl. For the Vikings. Which was hilarious. For the, from the Vikings. Yeah. And there's like lots of good quarterbacks in the NFC, and he isn't one of them. <laughs> yeah. So that is a one However, point. D- did you say that he, he will play and actually play in the game, or that he'll just either be no, named or play in the game? Okay, but what if okay, so that would mean that he would have to be one of the people that's actually named as the quarterback. Well, so I think so that are you saying that even harder? All because, right, but because then, then wait, he is actually one of the people that got named as a, as a as one of the two quarterbacks in it, you know, so that's more of three a, quarter, a standard. three quarterbacks. But wait, 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 let's clarify this really quick. He can be Just named an alternate. So, are you saying that alternate he won't be named? An alternate? No, he won't be. He'll be named like a starter. In the oh, game. to the yes. initial like roster. The yes, the initial roster, which I feel like she needed a boost. So top three. Yes. That's not top in the three. Super Bowl. Yeah, minus the well, Super Bowl. Well, he doesn't have to play the game, so he can be in the Super Bowl. And he plays I for get, the Browns, so he can't I be guess, in the Super Bowl. I guess even the Super Bowl quarterback is usually named if they're good enough. Like, okay. Tom Brady, yeah. like Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes were both named Pro Bowlers this year or this okay. last year. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll give I'll give it a two. I'll bump mine up to a three. So. Okay. For a two point five on that rating, I don't think that I think there's a lot of better, a lot better AFC quarterbacks than Baker Mayfield that have better shots of being named that initial uh, Pro Bowl roster. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. Chris, we'll go back to you for your second prediction. I would say that Chet Holmgren will shock the world and not choose Gonzaga for college because they're losers. Mm, I'm going to give this a two. I think he's probably still 50-50. Otherwise, he would have named his school already. I guess that's the perception for him right now is... He's lean, leaning towards Gonzaga. I'll give this a two also, though. Actually, I'm going to give it a three. We'll let Arnav decide. It's fate. So that's a 2.5 for that prediction. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to when he's going to commit, though. It's kind of getting late, even for just committing to college in general for high school students, much less if you're a basketball player. Maybe he won't even go to college, right? Yeah, he could. He could just go get his money right away and enter the G League or go overseas. But that's a two point five for that prediction. Uh, we'll go back to Arnov for his second prediction. He says that the Los Angeles Clippers will be a first round exit in the playoffs this season. Clippers will once again choke in the playoffs and not even make the second round this year. Hmm. I'll give it a three. Yeah, I think that this, due to the fact that the Western Conference playoffs, um, it's probably seven teams deep, considering the Mavericks are in the seventh spot right now. So that's one team I feel like you 
would not want to face in the first round if you're one of the higher seeds is the Dallas Mavericks, especially the way they've been playing lately. He's been looking like the MVP candidate he was projected to be before the season started, and that team is starting to uh, get their act together and click on all cylinders. So I think that that's why this cannot be a four, but I like the three as a rating. Yeah, I think it's a three. So that's a three for that prediction. For my second prediction, write this down. Glenn Taylor will not sell the Wolves by the end of 2021. Early in the uh, news that Glenn Taylor said that he was looking to sell, I was very optimistic that he would sell pretty quickly, but not anymore. I think that he will not even sell the Wolves by the end of this year. I think a lot of people thought he would maybe even sell it by the end of last year. I would, I, I'm teetering between a one and a two on this, but I'll give you a two just because. I'll give a one and a two. I mean, he's still, I mean, he's still got um, Daniel Drouse, who is in talks to buy him still, and we still got, what, nine months left of the year? Yeah, but it's easier to not sell it than it is to sell it, <laughs> I would think. You know, it, it, it's just it's always easier not to sell. Yeah. And, and 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 I think there's a lot of things pointing towards, you know, diminished NBA values right now. So he might just hold on. Well, if he holds on much longer, it might be put in his will. But that is a one point five for that rating. Ethan, we'll go back to you for your third and final predictions. All right, I'll try to make this one simpler. The Twins will not make the playoffs this season. Okay. I know nothing about the Twins. This is just kind of out of nowhere. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll uh, hope catch you up a little. Josh Donaldson, their star signing from last season, missed a lot of last season with hamstring injury. First at bat, injured his hamstring. Okay. <laughs> So, so that's so a that's a big loss a for the Twins, but I still think they've been balling out. Nelson Cruz grand slam yesterday, another home run today. I think he's already got three or four on the season. Jeez. Byron Buxton's been looking good. Luis Arise has two. I will give this a two though. I'll give it a two because it's baseball and. A two is about the most you can give a won't make the playoffs prediction in baseball. So, I mean, that's that's what I'm saying is so many teams don't make the playoffs to, you know, and so much can happen in a long baseball season. So a two is saying they're probably going to make the playoffs. Do you know, Chris, if they uh, disbanded, if that's the word, disbanded the playoffs this year? Uh, I because think it's they just expand, back to normal. It's just it. back to normal. Whatever normal was, it's back to normal. Yeah, because they expanded it last year for more excitement, I feel like. And yeah, Rob Manfred being the dummy he is as a as the MLB commissioner, I guess he didn't like it, and so... No, no, no. It, it, it's all about uh, union union contracts and all that kind of stuff. Right. But... I feel like baseball took a step forward and took two steps back with 
how they are managing themselves. Well, I would disagree. I would say like they, they have already have too many teams making the playoffs and last year was, was a farce. So, you know, baseball, you know, back in the, in the day, in the day, one team came out of the American league and one team came out of the national league and they played the world series and that was it. So. Yeah. But I feel like in all sports today, or yeah, I feel like in all sports today that competition throughout each league has expanded and there's more than just like four good teams now, like in the NBA, I feel like, I feel like there's more than just a couple of good teams. Right. But, but, but why, why does all the extra kind of, kind of pretty good teams need to be in the playoffs? Because they've got, why not, why not just players the best, they could explode for a couple of games? Teams be in the playoffs. I, and I'm not necessarily arguing that basketball or football should do anything different, although it is weird when half the teams make the playoffs. But, um, but for baseball, you know, they don't need to do that. So, I mean, if, if, you, if you're going to stick to being kind of a boring sport, you might as well, you might as well stick to your traditions. Yeah, well, they need, need to, to do something a, if they want to get their uh, re- uh, ratings up. That's for sure. But we'll go to you, Chris, for your third and final prediction. I'll, I will make this. Byron Buxton will be an all-star this year i'll give that a two what he's he's always had the potential i know but it's it's hard to be an all-star especially a first timer in baseball he's always this is like his fifth year and the only thing that's the only thing that's like stopped him though i feel like is his injury problem and batting eighth in the lineup, he sucks batting. He's been pretty good this year. Yeah. I, I, I'm gonna give it a four. <laughs> That's appropriate, I think. Give it, give it Chris's reaction. <laughs> wow, if that's all it takes to sway you, I don't know. I feel like it is hard to be an all-star in baseball, <laughs> especially when we probably are gonna be. Well, Chris, there's your gift. In the playoffs, right? <laughs> there is your gift, Chris. I'll take it because it's That's not a really. three. That is a three awaiting Arnov's um, rating. We'll go back to Arnov for his third and final prediction. He said that the Golden State Warriors will trade Kelly Oubre before the start of next season. Kelly Oubre will be on his way out of Golden State before next season starts. Does Arnav know what I rated his before he rates mine? Is which one? Well, I'm going to give this a four. <laughs> well, he will he will not what know until he hands? listens to this that you got a four. So I guess no. Okay, that's too bad. But a four from Chris, Ethan. You got any thoughts on it? What was the prediction again? I missed. <laughs> Golden State will trade Kelly Oubre by the start of next season. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a three. Could happen, probably won't. Gotta find someone who wants him. Well, speaking right. of that, speaking of that, 
Golden State reportedly turned down an offer from the Pelicans that would have swapped Kelly Oubre for Lonzo Ball. Golden State turned it down. That's such a weird offer. Why would Golden State want Lonzo Ball? Apparently they didn't. (laughs) Yeah, well, I guess that's that's why. That's why they turned it down. (laughs) (laughs) Why would the Pelicans think they want Lonzo Ball? I don't know about you guys, but I'd rather have Lonzo than Kelly Oubre. I'm not. I'm not arguing, but I, you're, I'm not the. I'm not the Golden State Warriors either. But I will give this a three. Also, I think that um, he's definitely on the trade block, and if they can find, I guess Lonzo won't fit their build. But if they can find a player that does, I think that they will quickly uh, give him up. They might even package him with. Minnesota Timberwolves number one pick or their number one pick because they should have two lottery picks this year. And I don't think that they'll be making those picks. I think that they're going to try to salvage Curry, salvage Clay, and make another run at the title next year and try to build around them again. Trade those draft picks for another player. Have to throw Oubre in for salary purposes. I think he's a good candidate to be traded. But I'll give it a three. Making that a three. Correct. For my final prediction, write this down. Anthony Edwards will score, will average at least 20 points per game this season. What's he averaging right now? Uh, What's he at? 17? Hmm. I'll give it a three. Yeah, he doesn't. I think. I give it a three. I think in order to do that, he would have to have better stats than Zion Williamson. So I will give this a two. That that is false. But all right. What did What did you say? That is false. <laughs> yes. What he won't he will not have better stats if he averages twenty points this season. But life in the mind of Chris, I guess. For the second half of the season. No, it's not. Yeah, all right. That's a two for that, or that's a 2.5 for that prediction awaiting Arnoff. And that uh, will wrap up, write that down. We'll take a little break and come back with some NCAA talk. Welcome back to the tip-off. We are we just witnessed Baylor defeating Gonzaga yesterday in a pretty uh, manageable fashion, I would say. Blew blew the tires off Gonzaga from the opening tip. Went on went on a nice little run to start the game. Gonzaga got it back to within ten at half. Cut it down to double digit, uh, single digits early in the second half, but could never seem to recover. Ended up losing by 
double digits, nearly 20 points. So what were you guys' thoughts on Gonzaga losing to for the first time this season to Baylor? Ethan, go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm not as surprised as some people. Baylor's a good team. And I think they're the best three-point shooting team in college. I could be wrong. I think the announcer said yeah, that. Yeah, I think they said that yesterday. And they definitely showed showcased that yesterday and yeah, throughout yeah. the tournament. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge they not believer. Miss. Yeah, I'm a huge believer in the three-point shot, and so it just was not that surprising to see a good three-point shooting team win. Um, I would have liked to see Gonzaga win, but and, and have the perfect season, but it was not to be. I yeah. I was I was surprised because I I thought Gonzaga would win it all. I did. I thought they were. Um, maybe not a much better team than Baylor, but I just thought they were the team that was going to win this year, and I thought they were the best team in the tournament. But on retrospect, and this also I'm going to tie this into the women's Final Four, both of them had stars. UConn had a star from Minnesota, and uh, then Jalen Suggs is from Minnesota, and he was on Gonzaga. He was their star. And, and you're talking uh, about Paige Bukers from UConn. from UConn. And I, it got me thinking, what do these two people have in common? They're from Minnesota. Minnesota does not win championships. <laughs> and this all ties together for me, and nobody really should have been surprised. But there you go. I guess so, you could say that Tyus kind of broke thoughts, that uh, – um, Tyus kind of broke that conception when he put Duke on his back in that championship game back in 2015, though. It's just perhaps we shouldn't have been surprised. Yeah, um, going into the game, I thought Gonzaga would win like many what? others. But uh, n- knowing Baylor's three-point shooting, I was kind of... Uh, scared about that looking at it from a Gonzaga point of view um I did think that Gonzaga had better uh wouldn't have better uh perimeter defense seeing how they uh could switch off uh how their whole team could rotate defensively so smoothly in the previous uh, tournament games that they played so I thought that Gonzaga could maybe get in their faces a little more shooting when they shot their threes, but it did not seem to matter at all because even even if they were there, it seemed that Baylor could still hit hit the tough shots from deep. And did yeah. you guys? Yeah, I was gonna say I thought that I thought that Gonzaga's offense could not figure out Baylor's defense with the possible exception of Jalen. The rest of the team just looked totally lost with it. I think it looked, it just appeared to me that Baylor was trying harder. I mean, they were, they were getting all the loose balls. They were going, getting the rebounds that, I mean, they were actually, they were out to win it. And then they were all in. I mean, they, they, they just seemed to be putting, I mean, they were obviously 
quality players, but they they seem to be they seem to want it more. Yeah, that's what it looked like agree. to me. I would agree. Yep, and I'm pulling up a text that I texted you guys Saturday night in our group chat, right after Jalen um hit that shot. I said that. Gonzaga de- is definitely losing their next game, by the way, because I saw how they were celebrating the locker room after Jalen shot, which you can't really blame them because it's a buzzer beater from two steps in from half court to win the game. So like anyone's going to be celebrating, but I don't think you can't celebrate too early in anything i i guess is what i'm saying and showed they came out flat looking like all their energy was gone towards celebrating or something so from that aspect i was kind of expecting them to come out flat but not as flat as they did i don't think anyone saw that coming I had to had to agree with you on that side. That it just it seems like they just peaked a little early. You know, they expend their emotion a little early. Yeah. Um. Baylor, Baylor's defense. Going back to your point, Ethan. I think you made about their defense. Um. They're big. They are big, and they definitely wanted it more. They were not letting Drew Timmy hit his shots down the paint. They were playing great defense, and no one could drive in, get their layups that we were accustomed to seeing from Gonzaga throughout the season. That definitely played a factor. And fun little fact, I don't know if you guys knew this, but that was the fifth time that the number one and number two teams played each other in the NCAA final. And now the streak continues on. The two seed the two seed has won every one. So the number one ranked team has never beat the number two seed in the finals. Which is kind of a little interesting fact. That is interesting. Last one like I said before came in two thousand one. So that streak lives on for the number two scene. Do you think that Jalen's draft stock, Jalen Suggs's draft stock, rose immensely in, in during this tournament, or do you think it fell, or do you think that he's basically um, stayed where he was at before the tournament started, which is in that two to five range? I would say. I would it's say three to five it, range. I would say it it stayed about the same, but I think if anything, it though it, it rose. I mean, he obviously brought up his. Uh, I mean, you know, you play in a game like that, and you and you make a shot like that, you raise your draft stock. Maybe me, you maybe don't raise your draft stock, but you raise your profile, which could raise your draft stock. And uh, I think he definitely he falls in the. I would say in the one to one one to. One to well, you could go as low as five, I suppose, but he's 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 a candidate for number one overall too. I'd say no reason he's not. I was listening to the Bill Simmons pod last night, 
and he had released this before the championship game. So it was kind of right after Jalen had hit the shot still. So all these all these emotions are still bubbling up in his system, but he said that he was ready to argue the Jalen Suggs versus Cade Cunningham. He was ready to have that argument for the number one pick. Yeah, I, I think you're probably the only person that has taken Jalen out of the number one pick possibility that I've heard. And I also think I'm much more informed than you are, but. <laughs> well, I mean, no, nobody's necessarily going to argue that, but but I I, I, I don't see that uh, anyone's really taken them out of that possibility. I definitely think that if the Timberwolves get the number one pick, they might take Jalen. There, are you happy? Sure. I mean, I was happy before, though, just before you said that, too. <laughs> so I think that that might be the only team that would take him number one. If they get the number one pick. Uh, we don't know that. That's my speculation. And based on my write that down uh, percentage, take that, take that how you want. <laughs> yeah, 7% for those who do not remember. 7%. We, 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 we've now determined Jalen Suggs will be the number one overall draft pick. And not by the Timberwolves. <laughs> <laughs> So you can you can cross that out of your uh, out of your notebooks. Yeah. Yeah, Ethan, do you have anything to say about Jalen's draft stock? What do you think happened during for him during the tournament? I I think he like he could only fall. You know, it was already as high as it, like can go. I mean, he's top five. He can't get any higher. So yeah, I, I and I definitely don't think it fell. So yeah, definitely stayed the same or better. I agree. Uh-huh. Yep. Um. And finally, so Chris, I was talking to you about this the other day, and how after Jalen hit that shot, um. Everyone was so quick to deem this the best uh, one or one of the best NCAA tournament or NCAA games they've ever seen. Is this a little quick to deem that or do you think you think that that's accurate? No, I think that's accurate. But it, it would have been even more legendary had they went on to win the championship. But even so, it's still it's it's it'll be Just, one that's remembered. Yeah, and I brought up the uh, or Ethan actually brought this up to me the other day. Um, you were talking about how Jalen it will be hard for Jalen to have a much better moment in his basketball career than that, and. How he might peak have, moment. Yeah, a peak moment for him there. Much much like uh I feel like kind of like Christian Leitner and his his Duke shot back in ninety one, ninety two and prompted him up to the number three pick at the for the Minnesota Timberwolves that year. 
Chris, what do you think about that comparison? Well, I think the shot will be remembered in the same lines as that, but I don't think the comparison really holds because he didn't win the championship. You know, you have a peak moment. You know, that's like, I guess, it could be a peak moment for you, but you hope that making a shot to make it to the championship isn't your peak moment in your basketball career. I mean, that doesn't really sound that peak to me. I mean, what are there? There aren't too many other scenarios that could happen that. Well, he could get, he could play in the NBA and he could win an NBA championship, and it wouldn't even matter if it was because of something he did. That would be a more peak moment because he didn't win a championship. He so made a shot. So you're saying that even if he was the ninth man off the bench in a rotation for a championship team at that moment personally for him succeeds. I mean, obviously ninth man off the bench it depends then he might have to actually make a play but if he's a, a, a you know a starter on an NBA championship team I think that's more peak moment that is hard to do though if he's ninth man off the bench then he has to actually maybe make the game winner you know, <laughs> Jeremy Lin esque, um, winning a championship, and not a lot of people even know that he was part of that Raptors team that won a championship. So I feel like his peak moments are still his 81 points in the first two games with the Knicks. Which is a fair point, but if he would have made the game winning shot for the Raptors in the championship game, that might have been a peak moment. Yeah, but you're putting another game winning shot. Well, I know. I'm saying if 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 you're equating him to the ninth man off the bench, yeah, he's gonna have to make the game winning shot. But but if he if he's a starter on a championship team, I'd say that overcomes the making a lucky bank shot and to make it into a championship game, which he lost. Yeah. I feel like that the ending to that UCLA game probably should have been more like the ending to the Baylor game based on the competition they were playing. Not saying UCLA is a bad team, but they well, were the 11 seed in the, in the <laughs> first four. Like, kudos to them. Like, they, I don't think a lot of people outside of the Los Angeles area had them going far in their brackets at all, considering their first game was in the first four and they had to go to overtime against Michigan State and come back from double digits in that game. So they, they were, weren't even a lock to make the, the round of 64. So definitely kudos to them for going all the way from the first four to the final four and giving Gonzaga the, their toughest competition all season up until that Baylor game. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree. What do you... But... But aside from Jalen, Drew Timmy, and Davion Mitchell are two... Uh, Two of the many names that we could see in the NBA, like Ethan alluded to in his 
prediction. So I feel like we could see some good talent go to various different teams uh, via the draft this season. So that should be very exciting for people to watch happen. And I think it was nice to have the very nice to have the NCAA tournament back after not having it last year. Because I feel like a lot of people look towards that to uh, get their draft, get ready for the upcoming NBA draft uh, that follows in a couple months following the tournament. We could not have that last year. And so I feel like a lot of people are excited to see their uh, college, their college stars turn into NBA players. That they watch throughout the tournament. Well, it's not like it used to be. I mean, now you, these guys, you see them play a few games in college, and then you're like, oh, well, we're ready for them to be in the NBA. And then they go in the NBA, and they're woefully unprepared for like three or four seasons, and rarely are they even a star in their first few years. Kind of depressing. So... I take it that you are not a fan of the one and done rule. No, I mean I, I, I. Uh, well, one and done is stupid. They should be able to. If it, why, why should there be restrictions on? Why should someone have to go to college or be a certain age to to play in the NBA? It just seems ridiculous. If if somebody, if the NBA wants to draft, would draft somebody and pay them. You know, I think they should just. There shouldn't be rules on the. NBA is free to have their own rules, I guess, but I'd just say if a kid wants to go straight out of high school, you know, more power to him. But, but you, it, but you college basketball, but, but college basketball is not the same as when the NBA would actually still draft someone that went to college for four years. But you, from a fan perspective, do not like that players um, going to the NBA so early? Or is that you call it college basketball? It doesn't, it, it, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying, like, it is, you know, to see somebody You, you play clearly have an opinion and, on it. I do. I, I, I'm offering my opinion. My opinion, I, my opinion isn't that we should change anything or, or that I would say somebody has to go to college for three or four years before they can go to the pros. I'm just saying that it isn't really, you know, to see somebody play one year of college basketball is just, it's like, um, it's kind of lame. I mean, it doesn't really make it exciting, you know, and why do they go to college for one year? Who goes to college for one year? You know, that usually we don't celebrate people who go to college for one year. I mean, and if you're good enough not to go to college for one year, why shouldn't you just be able to just go straight to the pros? I couldn't agree more with you on that point. But <laughs> I think that's a good place to wrap this up. So thank you all for joining me. And once again, you can or you should hit us up on either Twitter or a Reddit page. Did anyone ever hit us up on a Twitter or Reddit page? You can either hit our Reddit up at 
r slash <laughs> We have a seriously have a Reddit page. Yes. Yes. You have to check this out. <laughs> you, sh you should definitely. <laughs> no one has. No one else. You guys posted on it Patience is. Well, you know, this 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 thing's got to build. You know, you got to give it time. But I didn't even it know. Won't, it won't build overnight. It won't build overnight. And you can also hit us up on Twitter at either the Tip Off Pod or you can hit me up at Simon is tweeting. We'd love to hear your sports takes or even your predictions about anything, and we will put them on the pod as a gift is a guest prediction so hit us up and see you guys next see you then